All right, let's do it. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex. I'm here with my husband, Shane. The baby is in bed. The cat is in her room. I remember this time. And we are so glad you could join us for happy hour on This Family Tree podcast, episode 17. Well, good read. Thank you. That was the best one you've ever done. Shockingly, because this is the worst I've ever felt. Mm. Yeah, it's not quite happy hour today. No, today's been bad. The, the end of a bad week. I'd like to think positive and ho- I'm hoping it's the end. You were telling me you didn't even know if you wanted the baby. Yeah. Um, so this week has been really awful. I've been in uh, such a hole um, for how I've been feeling. Like it's been, it's been terrible. I've been waking up feeling sick, getting sick the second I get up and going to work. And by second period, I would have thrown up already 10, 15 times. And that's like by lunchtime. Um, so it's, it's been terrible. I come home and I need help. Like my parents will come over to watch Lucy, uh, while I sleep and throw up and lay in bed in pain and in depression. And it's been, it's been so awful. So I want this baby. Don't get me wrong. And I, I tried to illustrate that to Shane too today. Um, but you said you didn't want it. I said, there are times in this week where I feel like I made a mistake by having another one. And I realize that's not how I feel, mm. but I can't help when I you're in that like crazy depression. I can't help but kind of feel that way. And it was, it's been awful. Like it's been, it's been so bad, but I do want this baby so badly. Um, I've always wanted two kids and I'm, I'm so excited for it, but so many negative thoughts have been going through my mind this week and I'm not used to dealing with negative thoughts to that degree. Have you ever thought about killing your husband in his sleep? <laughs> Couple times. Me? Well, you are my husband. I know that. But you thought about really killing me in my sleep? No. Okay. Well, what's with the the joke? Well, I'm trying to keep it light. We just talked about me not wanting the baby and Yeah. Well, enough about you. I've been depressed also. <laughs> As you know, I was supposed to be on a bus right now to see Nick Nurse, the coach of the Toronto Raptors, championship coach. Probably he's going to win coach of the year this year. Yeah, and just all-around cool guy. Funny, interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Long story short, he is close friends with my close friend, Max Kerman, lead singer of Arkells, and it's his birthday today. So there's a surprise party where Nick Nurse is going to show up and be partying with yeah. All my friends. But, you know, I, I wasn't really feeling like leaving you because you're not feeling well. We haven't had a good day today. No, we haven't had a good week. But as you can see, if, if this is on a highlight and if it's not, I'd like to describe to you. Shane does look very handsome. Now he's got a nice jean jacket on. He got a haircut yesterday. And I'm so sad we're not having a great week and then I'm feeling crappy because he looks hot. So what will you do to me? Well, I don't know. We'll save that for when the camera's off. BJ? i'm just throwing out suggestions but point is the last time alex wasn't feeling well and i went out to party was the time you had the miscarriage yeah so i also have ptsd from that babe this is like the craziest couple pregnancies for just things taking weird turns like honestly i've never been a depressed person i've never been this depressed in my life it started kind of when i was weaning Lu- well it started after the miscarriage then it intensified when i weaned lucy mm-hmm. and now that i've been going through this awful sickness it's just 
like I'm so far into it and I it's hard because I have really happy moments during my days and I not when I'm home (laughs) when are these happy moments 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 have you ever had one when I've been home yeah we were watching Lucy do something funny in a box today she was sitting there treating it like a car that was Mm. funny that was happy what about the home alone she was doing home alone yeah I didn't know you were happy at that yeah, I had a little smile, a flicker of a smile. Well, around Lucy, we're good at pretending we're happy. No, she. I don't think it's pretend. I think she makes us happy, and that's what it is. It's not pretending. But it's then the that, second she turns the corner, it's like, who are you, you dirty rat? That is not. I'm like, Alex, <laughs> rat? <laughs> that's not how it's been, but it, it hasn't been good. It hasn't been our usual, and um, yeah, we're definitely not, definitely not our usual selves, which really sucks especially because i do love this season i love this time of year i hate december i don't know why i do not like december i like christmas december is like the the obligations all the obligations there's so many parties which don't get me wrong i like a party but i can go to like maybe one party a month two parties a month i'm like okay i'm really pushing it three it's like my whole life flies out of orbit just because you know you're having you're, some random Christmas party on a Thursday, then you're hungover Friday. You don't go to the gym. Then you eat bad on the weekend, and then before you know it, you're a revolting blob. Well, you're not quite a revolting blob yet, but I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I'm headed there. I just I stepped on the scale before I came down. I was like, "Jeez, do you know how much I weigh? How much? We'll beep it, but how much? Two hundred pounds. Do you?" Do I? Yes. I wouldn't have guessed it, though. You don't look it. Well, it's all in my, uh, you know what? Thighs? No. Love handles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to break this up, and we will get back to this uh, with a call, because we do uh, have a caller that needs to be called right now. So we are going to call Okanagan Handy Woman, who was a surrogate mother. uh, And we have some questions for her about surrogacy. Are you going to ask her juicy questions? I have I have some juicy ones, and you ask her some juicy ones, too, if you can think of it. Okay. You ready to call? Okanagan Handy Woman, this is Alex and Shane from This Family Tree. Hello, hello. Thank you so much um, for taking our call tonight. Yeah, no worries. I'm just uh, driving to Vernon in my van with the kiddos. Amazing. <laughs> so. so we've got some questions for you, and I told you uh, we'd get right to it, but you were a surrogate mother, uh, what, yes. two years ago now? Um, well, I had, I had, uh, the Sorrow baby last year in October, or not October, sorry, he was due October 8th, but I had him September 27th. Okay, wow, and so you have two of your own kids, um, like one yes, prior I, to that I, baby and one more recently. Yeah, so they actually share the same due date, our babies. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, which was really funny, um, so... My baby, Naslin, who was just born on October 7th, but his due date was October 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, my Cicero baby was October 8th, so mm. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of funny. We didn't wait, it was not planned that way, it just kind of happened like that. But That's uh, how it goes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this is so fascinating because, uh, so we're having the opposite side of this conversation. We're having a woman who um, had a surrogate mother give birth to her baby we're going to talk to her in a few weeks so it is so great to get your side of it as sure. the surrogate mother 
it's so weird for me to hear to hear people say mother because I don't think of myself like that, to be honest. So I, I get kind of weird when people are like, oh, you're like the thorough mom. And I'm like, um, yeah, I guess. But it's, I don't know. I just, I just call myself, because uh, we still communicate and keep in touch. And mm-hmm. uh, so I just call myself the auntie. <laughs> I love that. So what do you call yourself? Because I've never even thought of that. So what do you call yourself when you're pregnant with the child? Um, so we just, my daughter, how I explained it to my daughter is it was just my belly buddy. My belly buddy (laughs) and and (laughs) that was that. So it was like, I don't know, I think for me it was just a helpful way of disconnecting because I mean, people always, the number one question I always got was, how can you give your baby away? And I'm like, well, it's not my baby because this is, this belongs to, you know, his dad because for me it was, I was giving it to my friends who are both gay and um so yeah so I'm like I don't know I just I don't think of it like that <laughs> I don't think of it as I'm giving my baby away I'm, I'm looking at it as like I'm really excited for them and I can't wait to see them hold their baby and yeah I don't know when someone who's not your child asks you about your pregnancy when like let's say you're seven months along it's very obvious you're pregnant do you say that's yes. my belly buddy Still, or do you explain it? Yeah, I just said it's not mine. Right. <laughs> That's not confusing. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> it actually made my husband and I laugh. <laughs> That's, a- That's a great um, so answer. It depends on the, it, yeah, well, and it depends on, like, if I was in a rush or something, like, you know, I'd just be like, oh, thanks. I wouldn't really say much other than that. Um, but if, if they were wanting... I don't know if I had time, I'd be like, well, it's not mine. I'm a, I'm a surrogate for my friends is what I would usually say. So, yeah, I just kept it pretty short and sweet. <laughs> Let's say you changed your mind at the last minute. Legally, are you allowed to keep the baby? Um, I mean, technically, I, you know, I don't really know, <laughs> to be honest. But I think, I think technically you could, but then... That would be really awkward. I think. Yeah. I right. Oh yeah, to... <laughs> so it's a way to lose a friend for sure. I would never ever do that. I think if somebody did that, their intentions when in going into it were wrong, and they probably didn't call it a belly buddy the whole pregnancy. Like mm-hmm. I know, but um, I think I don't know. I really don't know. I maybe maybe they would have the intended. I'd feel really bad for the intended parents. But, yeah. Um, I think I think. It depends on the province, I bet you, because every province has somewhat different rules. Um, like in BC, the attendant parent is their baby right away. Okay. So in other provinces, from what the attendant parents told me, um, I can't remember if it was Saskatchewan or Alberta, um, they have to adopt the baby. Right. And so they weren't really, they were looking for surrogates in different provinces, but they were hoping to get somebody in BC. Mm-hmm. Um, because they want to go through that process, like they would have, they would have had the baby the whole time for the adoption process, from what I understand. But they would still have to adopt, I think. But you know, I'm not 100. <laughs> percent So. Right, and you talked about having the right intentions when you're a surrogate. What do you think are yeah. the right intentions? Like, I would assume the number one reason to do it is money, unless I'm mistaken. Um. So in Canada, um, it's a little different, and and different states in the U.S. are different too, but um, in the States, it is a business for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, every state
state has different rules, but like definitely if you want to have a baby tomorrow with a surrogate, I bet you could go down there and find somebody if you have the amount, right amount of money or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. In, in Canada, it's illegal to pay the surrogate and you need to see a, um, a psychologist so that they can, like I went and saw a psychologist before we even started the process to make sure that I had, you know, she interviewed me and my husband and, and well, we brought our daughter along, but um, yeah, like she wanted to make sure that we were having good intentions. So what makes a person have good intentions? Um, I went into it because I honestly just, I never thought about surrogacy my whole life. Mm-hmm. I remember learning about it in university in ethics class. Never thought it was something I was going to do. Um, what happened was I read their request. Uh, they were looking for a surrogate. And I don't know, something about it just touched me. And I was just like, I wanted to know more. And so at the time, my husband was working uh, as a registered nurse up in Haida Gwaii. And I called him at like, he was working night shifts, so it was like 1 or one thirty in the morning. And I said, hey, I want to talk to you about something. I'm going to send you this, this post that I saw. And um, he read it and I said, so what do you think about surrogacy? <laughs> and he goes, well, my, and I know my husband, he's like, well, it's your body. He's like, you can do whatever you want. And he's like, I don't know, I would support you. And I'm like, okay, well, that was easy. <laughs> so wait, and this, this is for no money? Yeah, so no, there was no money. You are no. a good person. <laughs> you are a very good person. That is amazing. Yeah. In Canada, you can't pay a Right. So, but, mean, but are you allowed to get like a really good Christmas gift or something? <laughs> no, well, I mean, if that happens, I have no idea. But I would, me personally, like, I would never do that. And yeah. I, I believe that's illegal. Like, you can't actually be gifting the surrogate anything from what I remember the lawyer saying. That is wild. So there must be way less surrogates in Canada. Oh, yeah. It is very hard to find a surrogate in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> Like, my friends, my, my friends were looking for three to four years, I think it was. Wow. Um, yeah, because it's very difficult because they weren't in, they just it weren't interested in going to the States because it does cost a lot. And oh, my gosh, yeah. So they were just, they were just hoping somebody would just Find, look, look at read their ad and be like, hey, yeah, I'd like to help you. <laughs> oh, man, good thing you guys found each other. That's amazing, honestly. Cause with- honestly, it was, a win, it was honestly a win-win for both of us because yeah. for, me, for me personally, it was a blessing because um, just seeing them see, hold their baby for the first time, I was so emotional. Like, it was just like so exciting for me. That's incredible. <laughs> um, so I, I, got, I got kicked from that, I thought that was okay. <laughs> yeah, but the, <laughs> you just get a kick for like a day, but you give them a kid for the rest of their life. Like that's, you're, was, you're a crazy nice person. Well, thank you. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it was a real blessing though too, because the intention at the beginning, even when we signed the lawyer documents was that it would be like a relationship. So I'm the aunt, my husband's the uncle. It was creating like a family, extended family type thing. That's so sweet. And so they're, so they're my husband, they are my daughter's uncles, is what we uh-huh. call them. Mm. And we actually, we actually promoted them to godparents because we just love them so much. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and so we're just, we just have this special relationship. We didn't know each other um, going into it, but we got really close, which, you know, happened and I'm grateful. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just really special, and I'm just grateful for the journey. And the other thing I was going to say, what I got out of it was 
I had postpartum depression with my daughter, and it was a real struggle for me, and we honestly didn't think we were going to have any more kids. Um, what I got from it, my daughter was there for the whole del- um, labor and delivery. Wow. She just, I called her my little midwife, and when I gave the thorough baby to his parents, what I got from that was healing because I felt so much love in my heart for my daughter. Um, after the delivery, I was just, it was like, it, it was like a little hole was filled for me because um, we went through a really trying time when she was a baby and toddler and stuff because um, that was really tough. Postpartum depression really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I was really grateful for that because I was seriously on a high, an oxytocin high, I call it, <laughs> um, for, for two weeks <laughs> after the delivery. So there was, it was a win-win. It really was. And um, yeah, I wouldn't change any decision in that matter for anything. So. that's that's so incredible um like i'm going through hell right now with this pregnancy and yeah. they, like this is a child that i'm you know going to be raising and everything and yeah. did you ever have those difficult moments in the pregnancy with your sorrow babe and did you ever because like right now shane and i were just talking about you know how difficult it's been this week to even think like did i make the right decision in getting pregnant again did you ever right. have doubts when you were pregnant with the sorrow baby <laughs> No, I never ever had doubts, but I did go through a little, my husband and I went through a little trying time because my some family members weren't very supportive of the surrogacy. We actually lost a family member, like they didn't die, they, just, they chose not to talk to us anymore because oh of it, um, and we still don't have a relationship with them for, I don't know what the, what their reasoning was, but we don't get into it and I have no idea and I don't really care, like it's yeah. like that's their that's their decision, whatever. But um, there were some family members that like, were talking, like, siblings, um, that really, really had a tough time. And that was the negative part of it. Other than that, everything else was so positive. And um, so we really tried to focus on all the positive parts because what else can you do? Yeah. <laughs> the pregnancy part was good. It was just that time when we were going through that that created some stress for me emotionally and so um, our counselor that the surrogate counselor that we had the psychologist we all went as a group <laughs> and had a nice chat with her and that really helped you know communicate things and how I was feeling how they were feeling and so I don't know that that was good but yeah, other than that, that was the only stressful part of it, to be that's, honest. <laughs> honestly, that's incredible. And thank you so much for uh, kind of giving us an inside scoop on what that was like, because I could not imagine doing that, although I'm not a huge fan of being pregnant and pregnancy. Um, but this <laughs> this has been really wonderful. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking our call tonight. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. And I'm, I'm excited for the intended parents that you're going to talk to. Did they, do you know if they had their baby? They already or? have, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, well, that's exciting. Well, yeah. blessings to them, and uh, that's, that's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. That's fascinating. Crazy. I, I am fascinated by that phone call. Shane, were you expecting her to say that she did not get paid? No. That's and, crazy. Okay. So, and she had a bad, like not a bad pregnancy, but she had postpartum bad, yeah. b- depression before. And then she just rolls the dice and says, well, I might get an oxytocin high afterwards or whatever she was saying. That's incredible. Yeah. 
honestly people like that because then you think about though like the happiness that she would have brought the couple Mm -hmm. right the gay couple that was expecting their child and to for her to take that risk to do it is insane that's amazing and she's made them probably the happiest people on earth how much would you have to get paid as the father of a pregnant woman sorry the husband of a pregnant woman so I'm not your dad in this scenario. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, if, if I, if you know, I, was... if I, so like, how much would you want to get paid for me to be a surrogate? Because you see how difficult pregnancy pregnancy is for me. I would want. If you're gonna do it, I think you should get fifty grand, and I should get five grand. I couldn't do it for fifty. I could only do it for a hundred. I couldn't okay. do it for fifty. Well, I'm just saying what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I should get five grand though. Oh yeah, I That's think fair, so too. Right? Well, I'm uh, I need a lot taken care of right now. Mm-hmm. So yes. Yeah, this pregnancy, even though it's going to be mine, I still think I should get five grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this pregnancy, God, I want a hundred grand for this. This is it is insane, and we can get into that a little bit more right now. Um, I just did want to take that call, but with Lucy, because a lot of people have been asking me, oh well, was it this difficult with Lucy? And it definitely wasn't. Like I had. Uh, nausea with Lucy but it was mainly because of the prenatals that I take Uh, and they would make me really nauseous and then I'd eat crackers or I'd smell coffee and then that would be it and it'd be over this one the nausea is all day long and I'm taking my prenatals before bedtime now so that I wouldn't experience that but the nausea is all day long I'm vomiting after everything I eat and like I just didn't want to be awake because that's when I experienced this like terrible not discomfort I guess that I can't get out of and I the only respite that I get is when I'm sleeping and that's it's just been it's been so exhausting and so hard and on the whole family like I said I feel bad for Lucy because I haven't been able to spend that much time with her uh with Shane well I Uh, feel bad for you too what hurts me is you you said to me that I wasn't there for you well that's not nice I, Unless it's true, was I not there for you? I didn't feel like you were being tender enough. Tender? I love mm-hmm. you. What What did I do on tender? No, it's just like in the way uh, you could talk sometimes. You could just choose to be a little more tender. Like, I don't know. That's the best word I can think of it. For we met it. on tinder. <laughs> Save that story for after. That's actually one of our questions tonight. Oh. Um, but yeah, so... It's been interesting. I've been... Well, uh, you weren't on Tinder, but I was. (laughs) Stay tuned for the story. Continue. Uh, I was asking a lot of my followers for tips on nausea. Uh, You guys had some great great suggestions. I'm going to read out the suggestions that are not duplicates. Are you ready, Shane? (laughs) Yeah. All right. We've got Sour Patch Kids, Peppermint Oil, Ginger Tea, Diclectin, Zofran, Acupuncture, Carbs, Prego Pops, Melon, Crackers, Lemons, Cheerios. I ate and ate, gained 54 pounds. Junior Wait, bacon. sorry, what? That was one of the responses. Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers, Sea Vans, Almonds, Sparkling Water, Blowjobs. So Sparkling Water, Blowjob? What's that? <laughs> sparkling Water and then Blowjobs. So oh. these were all the responses. I'll take uh, one of each, please. <laughs> <laughs> these are running the. These were all the responses for how to help nausea in pregnancy. Uh, so I will tell you guys what has been working for me. I've been carrying around a lemon with me uh, all last night. I slept with it, carrying around with it today, napped with it, and if you scratch it, 
and smell it it's like really nice for nausea and i just i wish that air smelled like this all the time it's so it's so beautiful it is good it is so nice and honestly that does help if i get a really bad pang of nausea it doesn't take it away but it kind of helps ease it or at least makes me happy i can't i can't really tell if i'm just getting a little spark of happiness or actually feeling better but that and um my doctor prescribed me diclectin so i took that last night before bed for the first time and i've been taking it today and i've actually been able to hold down food today nice. so it's like it it has made me exhausted I, I already was exhausted so i've been sleeping a lot today but um it's i the fact that i've been able to hold food down has been amazing because since last sunday i have lost six pounds so i am at my pre-lucy weight right now so that's not good for a pregnant woman no right? all the not pregnant women at home <laughs> no babies need to be getting nutrients and i haven't been able to take in any food but you were telling me that being sick like this is a good thing for the pregnancy in the sense that you know that the baby is growing because you have a lot of the HCG or HGC hormone, whatever one it is, um, which just means that the baby's growing healthfully and as it should be. My biggest fear is that typically women with twins have really bad nausea and vomiting and everything because you have twice the hormone. Be kind of fun to have twins though. Oh, babe, at this point in our lives, with Lucy already, if it was right off the bat, you do look hot tonight, by the way. No, I like this. Where was yeah. all this today? I was like, you've never been more cold to me today. I was in just a, throwing a jean jacket a and a hoodie, hell. and it's just you got a good little personality on the mic. I like this. <laughs> People would be like, Shane, what are you talking about? Like, she's the best. <laughs> Anyhow, sorry, I got distracted. What? Where were we? I don't know. I was just like lost in the compliment. You I was were, lost in your. You're talking about HGC or something. Yeah. So my fear is that we have <clears> twins, <throat> and you were just saying, "Oh, that'd oh, be fun." Oh, that would be cool for the blog. For not that you post anymore, but I mean, if you ever get back into posting on the blog, <laughs> it's, twins would be very good boost for it. Yeah. Folks, it has been it has been so hard to do anything. I'm barely like washing my face in the morning. Honestly, it's been it's been hell. So uh, I am planning now that hopefully uh, this diclectin is seems to be good, um, considering you know day one's been successful. I'm hoping to get my energy levels back up put energy in my family relationships because I've been neglecting those and uh, get back to doing things that I like and want to do, like posting on the blog. But yeah, it's been it's been very difficult. Mm. Um, do you have any twins in your family? Because this is such a real fear. My cousin Blair has twins, yes. Yeah, but that's from his mom's side or? Okay, but yes, if it was in the family. I'd... No, but like I mean like direct blood twins. like. Not that I know of. Someone's calling your phone right now. Oh. Who is that? A, a caller. Okay, I'll, I'll plug him in. Tawny, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah, no worries. So. Three, two, two sleeping kids. <laughs> oh, perfect. Which one isn't asleep? Uh, Lily. She, I believe, is watching hockey right now. How old's Lily? Three and a half. Well, at least she's peaceful. 8.30. I like this. Oh, yeah. She doesn't go to bed. Um, so, Tawny, Shane and I were just talking about how uh, shitty I feel, basically, and how shitty I've been feeling all week, and you have an interesting solution to that. Uh, yeah, so they've actually been doing a lot of research lately um, with sniffing, rubbing alcohol, like obviously not huffing it to get high, <laughs> but like 
the uh, alcohol wipes that you would have in like a first aid kit. Mm -hmm. So they actually have done a lot of research and they're starting to actually use it in like ERs now instead of oral um, Zofran and on Danzatron. And, and those nausea. are two like anti-nausea. Yeah. So okay. there's like diclectin, which would be like your first round for like nausea related to um, morning sickness. And then on Danzatron is like for like super, super severe morning sickness and right. like any sort of nausea associated with like chemotherapy. Um, so I, I don't really know how it works, but basically the chemicals in rubbing alcohol confuse your nausea centers in your brain. So That's basically insane. it tricks you to not being nauseous. That is so great. So you said they're testing this with chemo patients too? Yeah. So what they're doing is they've actually found that it's as um, effective, if not more than the oral pills. Oh man. Like obviously not as effective as the IV route because that's going right into your bloodstream. But they've kind of started to try to use that instead of like overly medicalizing everything. That's so, I wonder like how often you need to be sniffing it to keep the nausea at bay. Um, I haven't like delved that deeply into the research. I just know that with all of my pregnancies, I was pretty much willing to try anything. Yeah. Um, Did you have then, bad, like severe nausea as well? Yeah. So the first one I threw up all day, every day, right until and including labor. Ugh. Second one, I all day, every day until maybe 22 weeks. And the third one until about 27 weeks. So I found this, re, like all these studies, looked into it. And then this what pregnancy was like, I maybe threw up twice. Oh so I gosh. didn't even get to try it out. <laughs> oh, man. I was, yeah, I was going to ask you, that was my next question, if you had tried it. Do you know anybody that's tried it? Um, I haven't. I know that we have been like testing it kind of at Jurevinsky, just telling patients kind of use it. And that is where you, I, you work at, at Jurevinsky Hospital. Yes. Right. Um, that's insane and i am so willing to give it a go if if i check because i am now on diclectin yeah and i was able to hold food down today with it but i don't want to stay on this the whole pregnancy obviously if i don't have to so once i get in the second trimester i am going to try to go off of it uh and i'll look more into this rubbing alcohol thing <laughs> this is interesting i'll talk to my doctor about it and i'll see what she says because that's uh that's pretty fascinating yeah like if you kind of go into the depths of the internet there's tons of published uh studies on it and things and like things as recent as like 2019 2018 so they're like really actually like looking into this oh man anything that helps honestly and i always get nervous about taking any kind of med medications as anybody does because like you think of the thalidomide tragedies right that happened with that sure. you know what that is no. <laughs> okay, so I forget. I don't know what era it was, Tawny. Do you? It's like the 1960s or 50s, I believe. Yeah. So it was an anti-nausea medication for pregnancy. However, it caused severe birth defects, um, mm. typically like short limbs. Or yeah, like mm. short limbs, missing hands, or yes. like a forearm. Jeez. Yeah. So, um, and that's and it's not every woman that took thalidomide had malformations. What would you call it? T-Rex arms. Shane, we're cutting that. She left. <laughs> what? Why can't you say it? Anyhow, so my fear, even with something like diclectin that they say is safe, is that 
like I had a woman message me today that she took diclectin and she gave birth to a stillborn at 36 weeks and she's worried that it was the diclectin. But there's nothing that I've seen with diclectin that said that that's even a risk. Yeah. And like, obviously, like I work in pharmacy, so I think they always err on the side of caution. And generally, a lot of things that they say are not safe in pregnancy may not actually not be safe. It's just it's not ethical to test them on pregnant women. Like, oh, let's test this drug out. See how your baby turns out. Like they're they ethically can't do those studies so a lot of things that if something if they say something is safe then they've done extensive yeah research on it whereas the things that they say aren't safe we just don't know because they haven't been tested you can't compare what happens with rats to human beings it's just not mm-hmm. no, absolutely. A, like a feasible option right we're very different they have we're people right like mm-hmm. as much as you love animals well uh, i'm i'm interested to look into the rubbing alcohol sniffy sniffy <laughs> nausea medication yeah it's also very inexpensive like yes. for people who don't have benefits like diclectin is pretty expensive still i believe it is it's 86 dollars yep. we figured yeah, that out yesterday when, when we got it and i actually had several women messaging me today saying oh diclectin or diselgus whatever the u.s version is saying you know that's it's too expensive so i went with this instead and like we get it covered, so we only ended up paying like sixteen dollars out of pocket. But that is an insane price to pay. And if like if you're missing work because you can't stop vomiting, you're so yeah, sick. Yeah, and if you don't like have that. a job that has the benefits yeah. to have those sick days, you probably don't have a job that has the benefits to pay for that. So you're losing sick oh, days. And like it disgusts sick pay. me that it's so expensive for that for that reason. Like mothers are such a vulnerable part of the population and they need cheaper drugs to help them get on with their lives take care of their other kids like all those things so the rubbing alcohol thing could be amazing it's like 500 packets for like ten dollars oh my god there you go well maybe that that might be like a little uh exaggeration but it is they're very inexpensive yeah no that's awesome tani thank you so much for uh that info tonight it's super fascinating and uh, i will look into it Yeah, go uh, dive into the internet. Hell yeah, my favorite thing to do. (laughs) All right, I hope you feel better. Thanks, buddy. Take care. All right, you too. Bye. How do you know Tani? Uh, We used to bartend together. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, her one daughter was born within uh, a few days of Lucy. So we went, uh, like, late in our pregnancy, we'd go for walks together to try to get the babies out. Hello? Hey, this is Alex and Shane from This Family Tree. What do you have to share with us? I um, am currently homeschooling my four-year-old, which kind of involves no homeschooling at all because <laughs> <laughs> it's just great time at home. <laughs> um, it's kind of the reality of it. Yeah. Um, so I've found that I uh, this is kind of like a it's kind of a vague, kind of broad story, but um, there's no particular time I can think of. But I found that. Um, it's uncommon where I live. I live in the city of Chicago, um, where even a two, three, and four-year-old is at home with mom. Um, okay. I am a, a work-at-home mom, mm-hmm. therefore I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, and uh, I get a lot of questions. My daughter gets a lot of questions about 
what do you do all day and how are you home all day together? What are you doing for her to be more social? Just kind of things that I guess, I don't know, maybe naive of me, just things that I didn't think about aside from I'm able to be home with her right now and that could change. We're not um, against uh, traditional schooling or pro, we're not pro or for anything more than the other. It's just kind of what works for us right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a question in the story too, if that's, if that's okay. Is yeah, that of cool? Course. Of course. Okay. Um, so I guess it's kind of, I'm somewhere in between how do I handle, you know, my daughter's four now, so she's starting to understand. I think that when you start to get questions, especially from adults and they're, you know, in front of children, like my daughter, she gets a lot of like, well, what do you do all day? And it's mm-hmm. like definitely a tone that is set for her and like right. for a young mind to get them thinking like, oh, well, that seems, you know, that was like a negative, kind of a negative tone. And yeah. it's a curious tone. And I think that's where like, you know, as adults, we kind of have to consider the kind of tone that we're setting for children, especially when we're asking them questions that might not be, that might be questions about their lifestyle that might not be very conventional, but um, it's just like, how do I handle these, um, I guess, questions about my unconventional lifestyle with my daughter or in front of my daughter um, without, I don't know, hurting her self-esteem or letting other adults kind of make her question or second-guess the lifestyle that she has at home. Yeah, well, um, first I would, you know, just start off by saying, look, what we're doing is right for us and, you know, find a way to kind of insert that in the conversation. But this is what works for our family yeah. right now. And uh, we're actually having a great time. And she's four, you said your daughter? Yeah, she just turned four. Okay, yeah. I mean, I've worked in, I teach high school, but uh, I have, I started off my cool. career teaching in kindergarten classrooms. And oh, nice. beyond like you know, counting, like little bits of counting and little bits of structured learning, like little bits throughout the day, they're not doing much, Mm -hmm. right? And I mean, if you got in just a little bit of ABCs or counting or whatever it is, you would be, I'm sure, meeting the curriculum standards like more easily than you'd think. Um, And they're they're really not doing much. And kids are so uh, good at adapting. So even if she did go in mm-hmm. the public school system later um, as a way to socialize or just get more structured education, because you said that right. it's not so structured at home, um, kids are so good at adapting. And if she went into that system or even just started getting out more within your community, even by grade one, because until then, really, they're not doing too much. And it would be so easy to catch up by that point. Shane? Any adult asking a four-year-old in a condescending tone, what did you do all day? I find that very yeah. odd because even if the four-year-old was doing everything perfectly, to even mm-hmm. answer it in a truthful way, like it's hard to always believe what a four-year-old is saying because sometimes they're just bullshitting you all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I find that odd for anyone to even do that. Exactly. She's been telling everyone it's been her birthday every single day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like... But I, I do find it interesting that a lot of sometimes her response is kind of like, I'm like, okay, I think she's okay. She's got like, she understands what she's doing at home. And maybe I'm worrying about this too much. You know, like sometimes her responses are are, are just that. It's just what she's doing at home. She's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm painting and I'm 
watching movies and I'm reading and I'm playing in my imagination box. And that's what that's what you do in kindergarten classrooms. Mm-hmm. And that is what right. you do in a kindergarten classroom. Like that, all that play is so important. And I think people lose sight of um, what kids can learn yeah. from play like that. So in kindergarten classrooms, like they'll have centers, right? So kids go and play at the house center or the kids will play with the block center. And kids at that age mm-hmm. learn more from playing on their own and playing with other people than they do from sitting there and saying, okay, one, two, three, repeat after me. And they learn so much more for playing. Like that is how kids at that age develop so honestly right yeah. now like I don't see any reason why anybody should take issue with that yeah I guess my I guess I've, it's just been a not a setback in what we're doing at home it's just kind of you know I try to do as many as social act like peer activity things with her outside of the home because she is an only child right now and I you know she is home right now with me and we try to do our reading circles and our little music classes and just a lot of different things that we find around the city. And um, this is kind of like where we encounter those things, surprisingly. Right. Other parents um, is where we'll get these questions and it's talked about in terms of children. And um, yeah, I, um, I, it's, I guess it's a part of me um, maybe tapping into it too much or just being very conscious of like what's being said. Uh, yeah, around I, her. And I think uh, we are so conscious of things that people say. And I think that a lot of the time, too, people might just kind of blurt something out out of their own curiosity, but they might not have any right. negative intentions. Um, and this isn't, you know, for everybody, but I, I think a lot of the time people just kind of say, like, oh, like, well, what do you do all day? Because they're yeah. like actually curious and they like want to know how it works. Yeah, because it's, it's Right, it's like foreign to them, and I yeah. totally get it because I, like I said, I, I don't. It's I hate to use the word normal or you know, but yeah. in a bigger city like Chicago, it's it's not the normal thing, and it's not what every other family is doing. But uh, I get that the unconventional ways are going to get more questions, and people are confused. I guess it's more, and I never really thought that people were being malicious about it, but you know, in some ways, you do kind of get on the defense and. It's tricky because no matter what you do, you're just going to be criticized, you know, like we we got Lucy vaccinated and it was like, you'd think that would be okay, but nothing comes at Alex more than when she talks about vaccination. So it's like, and that's a fairly common thing, right? So if you're doing something slightly out of the ordinary, it's going to come at you and you just have to be prepared for Every single yeah. thing you do, you're going to have somebody unpleased with it or think that they're doing it better. They know yeah. better. Everybody so you almost have to yeah, just have I that guess, armor on. I've kind of realized that, that it's like, to me, I've always seen it as like, well, you know, you mentioned the vaccines. I've always seen it as like, it's one extreme or the other. And if you're not doing one, mm-hmm. the other yeah. one's bad. And if you're not, you know, yeah. somebody's thinking you're doing something wrong. No, absolutely. <laughs> so, Everything's so polarizing now. Yeah. Yeah, you'll never be judged um, by a, another job more harshly than being a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, it's a, that's a real thing, yeah. I feel like a lot of people that are in my circle, like in my, my family and friends, I was kind of the first to have a child right. with like a lot of the girls I hang out with and things like that. So um, it's nice to kind of get on the phone with you guys and talk about it because... Um, everyone else is kind of like behind me a little bit and they're coming to me for questions and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. And we are, we are so happy to, uh, to have taken your call tonight and it's something that we've never really hit on before. Um, but oh, I do okay. have a lot yeah, of Yeah, I was afraid that it might be too vague. No, but, no, um, it's good. And I, you know, I, about. I actually do have, uh, something I wrote 
recently about education and why I choose public school and why I will choose public school education mm-hmm. for Lucy. Um, but that's not to say that I don't see merits in homeschooling, things like that. And again, like to each their own, you do what's best for your family. And if you have the time right. and the opportunity to be at home with your kid right now, that's awesome. And that's something so many people can't do. So yeah, take advantage of that okay. for sure. And just, you know, just know what's right for you guys and don't let people's words get at you. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate this call. And I love what you guys do. I just, I think I just recently started, um, like I would come across your things and then I just recently started following and then I was like, this is interesting. I appreciate your kind of like, um, like I said, I feel like a lot of things that I follow on Instagram, it is like one extreme or the other. And then I feel like with you guys, it's just kind of like a, a middle common ground and that's kind of where me and my husband stand with parenting yeah <laughs> but we're just all trying to figure this out and we're all you know everyone nobody wants to make bad decisions for their kids so we're all doing what's right for our families exactly <laughs> and yeah i appreciate all the topics you talk about yeah there's no hard and fast rules i find too and if one thing works anecdotally for one child it doesn't mean that will work for every child right mm-hmm. yeah but again Very thank true. you so so much for your call tonight and uh, we hope you have a great weekend take care Bye-bye. So we can get rid of these. We're done so with those. So now, now what is it? Uh, rapid fire questions from. So we have <clears throat> questions from the fans, and then I have an article. Morning routine with Lucy. So what is your morning routine with Lucy? And uh, you can get an, on this one because you actually begin her morning routine uh, most days of the week. I go into her room. I get her out of the crib. Uh, I try to give her a kiss on the cheek. She sometimes will block that kiss. And then just go, mommy, mommy, mommy. And then I'll walk her downstairs and I put her in her high chair. I put her bib on. That's fascinating stuff. Then I, well, what, that's the question. Yeah, yeah, what am no, I going to no, say? No, no. Keep going. All right. <laughs> then I grab her oatmeal. I put it in a bowl. Then I put some milk in that bowl. And then I heat it up in the microwave for about 17 seconds, mix it. And then I sit down and she feeds herself the oatmeal. On days when we're out of oatmeal, those are tougher days because that <laughs> means I will have to make her toast with the right amount of peanut butter on it. And uh, and that's usually where we trade it off. And then I come downstairs because I'm done getting ready uh, for work. And then you go upstairs to shower. And mm-hmm. then from there, I just, you know, I'll clean Lucy off if she's not cleaned off yet, get her changed. And then we pretty much hop in the car from there and go right to daycare. So we don't have too much time for dilly-dallying in the morning. No. That's for sure. And then weekend mornings are so casual. Like Lucy wakes up. Uh, typically I get up with her and I don't wait I don't get her out of the crib on the weekends until seven o'clock so even if she wakes up at six I don't get her until seven uh, and she is so used to this and she's always been really good at this um, just kind of staying in her crib and playing with her stuffies or whatever and she doesn't cry she just kind of waits yeah, she has a good little world going on with the stuffed animals right now. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like, but it's like, like sh- they're legit her friends. Yeah, I know. She loves them so much. Um, so yeah, then I'll wait till 7. I'll go get her at 7. I'll come downstairs. We'll cuddle for a bit. We'll play. Um, I'll feed her breakfast. And then at about 8 o'clock, Shane and I will switch so that I can go back to bed for about an hour. And then he takes over with the baby. But... Yeah, I like our weekend routine. It is pretty lax. Yeah, that was told so much more interesting than oh, the way I, know. I was telling so, <laughs> Question number two. How are you doing? Well, not well. 
better actually uh, as this podcast goes on mm -hmm. but generally not well this week how about you shane well right now i'm just thinking all my friends partying with nick nurse and being like oh my god that will never happen again <laughs> can't believe you weren't there and like my friend mike i work with him and i know he's really good at giving you that fomo jealousy amplifying yeah. it and he's going to be like telling the best stories on monday of course so i'm, I'm I'm not doing well now, but you're being nicer to me now that there's a blinking red dot. And no, uh, I'm also this. The podcast is very therapeutic for me. And uh, oh, is it? Bef yes. Not before the podcast. Like, no, let's not do it. No. <laughs> I told you tonight I'd do it alone. I had to beg you. And I there, said there, I would do it just to let people behind the curtain. There was a moment where I was going to go to Nick Nurse, and, and I, I was encouraging you to go. And I asked you to do the podcast alone. And what did you say? said no because i had been sleeping all day long and my brain it has been in a fog well you're pretty alert now well, I now know. it's all I'm, therapeutic i'm surprising myself actually mm. okay all right next question finances who makes more and did you have to go back to work because of money i make more i make shane. double you do <laughs> he does. <laughs> shane makes much more i am uh, a supply teacher currently waiting for more people to retire so i can get a full-time gig however our government uh in the province that we live in um has no respect for teachers and is no respect for education in general and is making that uh even more of a pipe dream okay, so rodney dangerfield <laughs> we're waiting i'm waiting patiently waiting i've been waiting for six years for a full-time job and um it's hard it's hard when you know you're good and it's hard when you know that you'll make a good teacher and that you care so much uh and they're they're just they're cutting jobs in the teaching sector all the time so not for a while but you were making us money with this little chef's plate scam you were doing yeah we had a good scam going where we would promote chef's plate oh it's not a scam let me finish <laughs> It's not really a scam. We love Chef's Plate. We truly do. Yeah, we love it. And then uh, if we get people to, if we give them our promo code, then we get a free meal and, and then they get it free. Yeah, too. everybody gets a free meal. So everybody wins, but it is a kind of a scam. Well, the only people getting scammed are Chef's Plate, not That's what us. I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like Because it's good for us. Robin it's good Hood. for you, like the people that get the code. Robin Hood. Yeah. Stealing from it's the like, rich. Yeah. Assuming Chef yeah. Plate does very well. But now you can't eat anything. Yeah, so we actually had to cancel our chef's plate uh, for the unforeseen future because I, I can't eat food. So That was the beginning of my depression, though, because <laughs> I was loving the schedule we were on. I was coming home to these exciting meals. Yeah. And I just felt like I've got everything together right now. Everything is firing on all cylinders. And then once that changed, it was rough. And now our lives aren't good anymore. It's weird. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I felt like our life... Didn't you feel like our we life was good? We were on top of the damn world. Why does our life suck right now? It's temporary, and it's because uh, I throw up 30 times a day. Yeah, I didn't know your throw up would make my life so hellish. Oh, thanks for uh, putting that on me, babe. No, I'm just saying I'm an empath. <laughs> All right, next question. Oh, <clears throat> and did I have to go back to work because of money? Uh, I always had to go to work because of money. Um, and <laughs> I... I I want to continue working because that is... What do you mean is... you always had to go to work because of money? Well, that's why people work. I know that, but she's asking if that was a reason you had to go back maybe earlier. Oh, yeah, earlier. she's not rich enough for that. No, and I didn't go back earlier. I took off a month. Uh, sorry, 12 months, like one year. Um, but I went back to work also because I need to make money for my next 
maternity leave is so that I can get the payments and like put out to the payments and get them back. Um, and also to continue to try to further my career and try to just, you know, keep my name up in the seniority list um, for that permanent job. But hey, if we ever hit it big, I'll be happy to uh, stay at home and work charity circuit. I'm trying my best. I'll work the charity. That is my dream. Just doing charity stuff. Uh, next question. How did you, oh wait, what's the funniest thing that has happened to you as a couple? We did a cooking show segment with Hayden Christensen. Yes. I thought that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. So Hayden Christensen is, he played Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars, like as a young man, not the kid, um, Dreamboat. He mm -hmm. was more recently, what was the movie that he was promoting for that? Little Italy. Little Italy. Um, so he was promoting that movie with Emma Roberts, right? Yep. And so Shane got him on to do a like a digital sketch with him, but Hayden didn't really know what he was walking into. And Shane had the script for he and I that we were practicing nonstop for like 48 hours. Just it was, was kind of like uh, in between two ferns, except uh, on with Zach Galifianakis and the guest. The guest knows that they're in on it. It's kind of like a roast where they roast each other back and forth, as I'm sure you all know. But in this, it was like in between two ferns, but a cooking show segment and Hayden didn't know we were going to yeah. be fucking with him. So that was fairly funny. So go watch it. And after you watch it, what is possibly even more funny than the cooking show are the comments that people left because oh they, <laughs> they're all fans of Hayden and they don't necessarily have the same comedic taste as Shane and I and don't get what we're what Shane was trying to go for in the bed. Every, everything's like, this is pure cringe. What that blonde is so dumb. What is wrong with her? I like, I like Hayden, but that the hosts are weird, especially the blonde one. Like, everyone's ripping into you because yeah. in the sketch, uh, Alex is I play acting, bimbo. Yeah. She plays someone devoid of any real intelligence. But Hayden loved it when yeah. he left and he even saw Shane the following week at a party and asked about me. It's true. Yeah. Uh, second funniest thing I would think when you and I were on our honeymoon, uh, some people walked up and they asked us to scratch these cards. So we scratched cards <laughs> and it said, you're a winner. And Alex flipped out and she goes, oh my God, we won. <laughs> and they, these, these were like Swedish guys or something. They're like, yeah, this is the grand prize. <laughs> and I'm just standing there. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is obviously a pyramid scheme where you go in and to like redeem the prize, we're going to have to like sit through this, this long presentation and be bullied into mm -hmm. buying a timeshare. But Alex didn't know these things existed. So you were jumping up and down I like was. we had actually won an all expense paid trip to this same honeymoon destination again yeah i was very excited so it was one of the first times i realized exactly how naive and innocent you were and we went to that uh what was it like a three hour it was a timeshare presentation time, of course timeshare presentation and they had a woman who was kind of like marianne cotard what's that oh, marianne cotillard Cotillard. Much yeah, better yeah, than yeah. us. <laughs> I love how you tried to say it so good, but said it's equally as bad. I wasn't. I was just trying to say it right, but then I realized I don't know how to say it right. But anyway, the woman's, woman starts out very complimentary on us and how we should buy the timeshare. Then I start saying, listen, this is my honeymoon. I can't, I can't buy a timeshare. And then all of a sudden she turns evil. She's like, oh, you're not a real man. I was like, her father will 
kill me. She's like, you do everything your your father-in-law tells you to do? I'm like, yes. And she's like, even in the bedroom? I was like, what? Like She was being crazy. Like She was being so crazy. And then she started making these accusations that Shane was taking other women to different destinations and vacationing with them and leaving me back home and like just being so crazy and trying to get us to not stay for the whole time mm-hmm. so that we wouldn't get the grand prize. Yeah, so it's a plan. So they try to be extra insulting because yeah. then if they can get you out of there in the rudest way possible, you don't claim your prize. We endured the <laughs> entire roast just for fun and we ended up claiming the prize. Which was five nights at that place. But we never went Martin, back we because went back. you have to go back within the year. There's all these crazy restrictions and we ended they, up they hound pregnant. you again. Uh, that's also a funny story that I will really quick. The night that we conceived Lucy, we got in a bar fight together. We did. And long story short, I was singing karaoke. For our honeymoon. It was our hon- It was not our honeymoon. Oh my gosh. It was our first anniversary is what I meant. And Shane was singing a funny song on karaoke in honor of our anniversary. Uh, and then some guys, this whole table of jocks starting, started throwing their, the citrus that was in their drinks at Shane. Like, They're called limes. The <laughs> I had the story fine, Alex. Sorry. You're like, I got this. It's the honeymoon. No, okay, that's wrong. Uh, I'm sorry, but citrus in their drinks. Why can't I just tell the story? Go for it. Guys were jealous that I landed Alex, who's such a beautiful babe, started throwing limes at me. Next thing I know, Alex comes over, whips a guy's hat off. Uh, The guy puts his hat back on. Then I jump down and whip his hat off again. And then everybody's getting kicked out of the bar. What about my slap that made my room break? Alex slapped the guy in the, the face. It was crazy. Threw a drink. Threw a drink in the guy's face. That night, Lucy was conceived. Yeah. All right, next question. How did you two meet? On Tinder, I matched with Alex's cousin. Alex's cousin messaged me back. She says, I have a better match for you than me. I was thinking, this is kind of crazy, (laughs) but okay, who is this person? Thinking I would never go for it. And then she uh, told me it was you, and I had met you before on a music video shoot. I directed an Arkell's music video called Where You Going? Check it out on YouTube. Another funny thing to watch. Yeah, I believe it has maybe 50,000 views. Not bad. Not bad. And uh, we did it for no budget too. Anyway, five years after I shot that music video, your cousin set me up through Tinder. Yeah, I wasn't made for that, by the way. I don't think that money was ever offered, but... Well, we lost actually $600 to shoot that video (laughs) because we shot it at a YMCA and we used a video projector, which was stolen from us and i borrowed that from my work so oh boy i don't know that part yeah all right would you prefer to know sorry would you prefer one gender over the other for this baby one two three no woman <laughs> oh i thought you wanted a girl well i thought you we were lied. saying yes or no so yes we would prefer gender you still lied no because i don't pr- i don't like actually i'm not rooting for one but like i think you are the biggest liar. No, 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 I'm not, Shane. I'm not rooting for one, but I might want a girl more just to, to share the clothes and everything. Exact quote when we uh, were trying for the second, I'm rooting for a girl. I did not say that. Yes, you did. Well, I don't care. Okay. Because I asked you, what are you rooting okay, for? Okay, then maybe I'm wording this wrong. I'm rooting for a girl, but when it comes down to it, I don't care. That makes more sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the reason you're rooting for a girl is? Uh, Lucy had a lot of cute clothes that she only got to wear once. Mm-hmm. And it would be easier for them sharing rooms for a longer period of time and things like that. So rooting for a girl, but 
I really don't care. I'd be so equally happy with either. There's a slight advantage to the same gender you've had before because yep. like you were saying with clothing and also no penis means you get less pee in the face. Although somehow Lucy did pee in my face once. Shane, her first day on earth, she peed on both of us. Yeah. So Lucy on her first day on earth, Shane and I were changing maybe our second diaper ever. And Lucy's sitting there in her crib, you know, like hiccuping and just looking like a cute old newborn and her legs are like in the air and then she started peeing mid diaper change and it shot up mm -hmm. and it hit us both in the hair I... <laughs> <laughs> it was insane i don't know how that happened that was the most yeah. forceful pee ever it was crazy didn't even know that was possible for a female baby Neither to do did that. I. it was all over the floor and everything in the hospital it was crazy um did you save your child's stem cells or placenta? What are your feelings about this? We did not save anything. However, I was in contact with uh, an agency who wanted, who was willing to do the whole process for me and they were willing to take the placenta, dry it out or whatever they do and then encapsulate it for me for free if I was going to promote them. However, they were from California, uh, so we didn't end up doing it, but um, I didn't even know that was a thing until they contacted me and it is so interesting and honestly like i don't know you keep, nothing goes wrong from it so i would be interested in it only because it, it it says that you know it could help postpartum depression um it can help postpartum healing there's so many positives alleged positives but there's no negatives so you know why not i think it's worth trying for sure what about you shane would you ever uh take placenta pills sure if there's no negatives but it sounds like they might be able to clone your baby no i think it's like if your child is ever sick then they use the stem cells oh. to help yes yeah. let's do that with the next <laughs> one sorry lou and that's uh that's it for our write-ins but hmm. do you have any questions for me this week do you think you're a better parent than me Yes, because... What? Sorry, continue. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction. Yes, because um, I am home more to kind of work everything out. Like, you don't uh, think about the why we do things and the next step developmentally and where we're at developmentally right now and how we progress and what we need to do to make sure that Lucy grows in this stage. And that's a huge mental load um, that is put on the person that is with the children more that the other person doesn't see and doesn't consider but that is so much time taken in research and what to do and so much time and uh energy like that you put towards that whether it's worrying about it or you know time spent and energy spent uh trying to propel your kid in the right direction do the right things and even just simple things like oh do we have all these snacks that we need do we have the right milk oh lucy was pooping too much on this other milk and we need to change it and all those little things um okay that's baby parent no, i'm no. talking overall parent well we only have a baby i know that's why i'm saying do you think i'm not saying do you know yes yes i do so you still think zero to 18 you're better yeah <laughs> i teach high school kids i'm i'm used to how they act i think you're going to be in for a rude awakening when the kid is rude to you for the first time I think you're going to be in shock and I think that it's going to be um, a bit of a shock to your system to try to deal with that without getting uh, 
too temporary. No way. Mm, I think so. No way. You think you're going to keep your cool when our kid is, as in Lucy, another kid, is like 16, like, screw you, dad. 100%. Lou's going to walk all over you. Oh, I can't, I can't even imagine the way those kids oh, take advantage of you at your school. They do. Shane, they don't get away with crap. I'm so good with them. You just have to pop in Rudy and sit there for two hours. I'm talking about when you're like a real teacher. I'm going to kill you. What? I am going to kill you in your sleep. Supplying's easier than being a real teacher. Yeah, because I don't have to take work home with me. But during the day, it's still a lot of work during the day. And I am still lecturing on Shakespeare, lecturing on whatever, like World War II when I go in. I'm just saying, Lou's going to respect me like nobody else. Yeah, that and sounds like a dad from the 50s. My kids are going to respect no, me. I'm cool. Respect your father. Stop with the voice. Respect your father. I am your elder. Stop. <laughs> I'm with it. I have a good with itness. You don't think I'm going to be the best dad? I think you'll be the best dad, but I'm saying you between, just think you're better than me, dummy. Between the two of us, I think I'll be better. Fine. Like <laughs> competition. Here, I'll put a hundred bucks on it. So when oh. the kids are out of the house, we'll claim the money. Who's better parent between your mom and your dad? Mom knows how to talk about, it's like, certain, I don't know, because then they're both, they're different. You know what? They're, and I'm not even just saying this because they both listen to the podcast. I'm not. They both have unique ways of dealing with things. Mm -hmm. And I go to both of them for different things, like for different issues or different things that bug me um, or different things that I'm going through. And yeah, neither one is better than the other. Like, my dad's better than my mom at certain things, and my mom's better than my dad at certain things. Boring. Yeah. But so, honestly, and I hope that we can be each other's deficits in parenting, too. So that, you know, Lou and baby number two always have us to go to, whether it's one or the other. But, mm -hmm. yeah. What's your next one, babe? That's it. That's it. Well, folks, thank so you. So, wait, I get no question. I just give you an awesome question, and you give me nothing. Yep. I don't. All right. Well, thank you for listening to This, this Family, Family Tree, Tree Podcast. Podcast, episode 17. And, you know, leave us a comment or no, like. Leave us a comment. Uh, subscribe. Please tell us what you like about the show. Uh, we would so, so appreciate it. And if you don't like it, rip it apart in the comment section. Sometimes those are more <laughs> enjoyable to just read. We'll take anything, folks. Have a great weekend.